0: This week on What Should We Have Watched? Ethan had to watch Smokey and the Bandit. It's only 900 miles there 900 miles back. Steven endured three hours of Braveheart. That they may take our lives, but
1: they'll never take our freedom!
0: And they both, over many days, watched The Godfather. I'm gonna make them an offer he can't refuse. Here's what they thought about these movies that they should have watched.
1: All right, welcome to What Should We Have Watched? <clears throat> Perfect way to start a frog in my throat. Um, got a line about a frog coming up here All to right. talk about one of my homework assignments. Uh, this is a podcast dedicated to two kind of bored guys that we wanted to go back and watch these movies that we have been told, right, by friends, families, people we barely know that you gotta see this movie so you heard some clips of of these movies as we started uh the godfather you know take the gun lead the cannoli like what what do those lines mean in context so we wanted to go back and find movies that we should have watched and for whatever reason somehow missed through the passage of time we we didn't put a timetable on any of this so it's all just whenever these movies came out it doesn't matter um we're trying to stay away from like the 1930s and 40s i think but uh we thought this would be a cool thing to do to go and watch these movies now in the present that are for whatever reason considered classic whether it's a cult classic or an actual classic film like the godfather so welcome to the show i hope you're gonna enjoy it because i love doing this because one i get to talk with my good friend steven steven how you doing
0: i'm doing great man thanks how you doing
1: I'm good. Back into a rhythm of life. Kids are now in school. We homeschool our kids because we're weirdos, but they, uh, they're they in school. My business just got our new office, so I'm in the office. So feel like some normal life is back. So happy for that. How about you?
0: Uh, well, I work remotely, so nothing really on that front has changed in the last six years.
1: Um, I was going to say uh, COVID came and you're like, huh. I wasn't okay. born
0: for this. Yeah. I'm an introvert yeah. who works remotely. That was nothing changed for me. Uh, my, that's my awesome. oldest uh, daughter though, my oldest child does start pre-K next week. Uh, so that's the biggest change in my life. And I'm not quite ready for that yet.
1: Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I've got kids. We've talked, we'll talk about our kids always because we love our families, but I've got an 11 year old, nine year old, seven year old, a five year old. I'm getting weird. I got four kids, but Uh, my oldest are now old enough to look at old pictures of them and go, look how little I was. And I go into a room and cry for a little bit. So (laughs) that happened this week as we were looking through pictures, but um, man, I am pumped uh, about your assignment. I'm pumped to talk about my assignment and then I'm pumped about the group assignment. I think we started this off very well. And I think you can see there's no rhyme or reason to it. So uh, we're going to start the first real segment is our individual homework assignments. Uh I gave uh Steven the the choice or the I guess you don't have a choice the pick to watch uh I believe it's 1995 uh starred in and directed by Mel Gibson classic Braveheart and you gave me Smokey and the Bandit, which I couldn't tell you anyone who did anything in the movie except Burt Reynolds and Sally Field but that's the point of it. So um yeah tell me just first impressions, your thoughts uh, about Braveheart. I was gonna do a Scottish accent, but no. no. Uh
0: so I actually really enjoyed this movie. Um it's three hours and some change long. It's a really long movie. Um, but it actually and, and it feels long, but it doesn't drag for the mm. most part, which is good. It's just a lot of story, but everything moves at a good pace. Um, which was nice. You know, you, you don't there are a lot of long movies that you're like, okay, like 45 minutes could have been cut out of this right uh, like
1: the godfather yeah or you know, <laughs> we'll get to it yeah exactly
0: <laughs> um and yeah i think for the most part it was a really good movie it was fun obviously most of it not historically uh accurate at all <laughs> um but it's a it's entertainment you know it was fun however there was something i there were two things i took issue with and, and number one um was I felt like it? there was a piece of the movie missing. Uh, and it's the part where William fights off the English soldiers. So uh, his 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 now wife, and the, okay, so these are going to be spoilers, but again, you yeah. should have seen these movies. You probably
1: you, did see these. This movie If you was. haven't
0: seen these movies, yeah. then don't <laughs> listen to this episode. Uh, but anyways. I think so, the, the Statue
1: of Limitations for spoilers yeah, I, is like 20, 25 years worth yeah. of it. So, uh,
0: his, his wife uh is it M- M- murin um Muren, so, something like that yeah yeah so he fights off the english soldiers so she can escape they plan to meet you know in a, in a field or whatever uh and then all of a sudden next thing you know she's being executed and <laughs> it, like there's no there's a whole chunk of that that i feel like is missing you don't see her capture nothing it's just meet me here boom you know cutting her head off or slitting her throat whatever it was and And so that was kind of like I actually had to rewind it because I thought maybe I hadn't paid attention and I had missed something. Nope, you know, no. walks. he rides off. He sees this open field. He's like, "Where are you?" And then just like, you know, jump cut to uh, you know her her tied up to a post. So, so this uh,
1: this won't uh, we'll we'll talk about this kind of thing throughout the difference of watching things now, whereas a Netflix drama, you've got ten episodes and an hour long. And every little piece is filled in. And I've noticed with some of these older movies, uh, this is a big point I have later, so I'll, I'll save it. Like, you got to fill in those gaps. you know, They don't have time to spend six hours on character this was building. They got a three hour quickly. movie,
0: though. They could have filled in a minute and a half, 90 <laughs> seconds, or even 60 seconds to just show her being captured. Like, that was literally touche, Touche, my friend. Uh, so, and then, so the other part, was um, I mean, you know just by the nature of 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 this kind of movie, you know how it's gonna end, you know,
1: yeah,
0: um you know how it has to end, but you kind of uh, you just want the movie to end because there aren't any surprises <laughs> left you get you get to a certain point and you're like, I know what's gonna happen, let's just just, just get there, you know, so it kind of just drags a little at the end, because uh, yeah. you kind of want it to co- go on. And then the last Freedom Scream uh, was pretty hokey. But again, now, 1995. Now, so. this is going to get get into, we're
1: going to hit this all the time. Did you know the line Freedom?
0: I, Did you I, know it was coming? I didn't know it was coming, but when it happened, I was like, I haven't heard that, but you've heard it parodied. parodied. Yes. Uh, and so I was like, oh, okay, yeah. But um, yeah, but you. So, but again, you knew some. He was gonna last breath scream something out because it's just it's advertised, right? Yeah, yeah. But
1: I, so again, this is what I think we're gonna find fun. That I already said the line, "Leave the gun, take the cannoli," is a line I know in The Godfather. I know that's in that movie. I have no idea the context, so when they say it, I giggle, and I'm like, "Oh wait, mm, that's supposed mm. to be like serious." The first time I saw Braveheart, I was probably, I was 12 because it came out in 95. And one of the first movies I remember, I didn't cry in Lion King when Mufasa died. I was like, okay, like it didn't affect me. But I remember crying in Braveheart when he yelled freedom because it was such a martyr act. But you're right, like even he goes right before he gets captured and he, they're like, it's a trap. Can't you tell? And he's like, I know it's a trap. I got to get Robert the Bruce to like wake up and take take some leadership. So it's like this whole, Hey, he's going to get caught and die. And like, maybe don't spend 35 minutes
0: of the movie doing what you already know is coming. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, you know, you could have shortened it. Uh, It didn't need to be three hours. It kills me though, that that
1: line didn't land for you. Because like, I remember when I married, my wife and I met got married and had been married for a year and a half maybe two years before she saw any star Wars movies. Cause I like, I love star Wars, but she doesn't have to, I don't care. Um, and I remember seeing her react to Luke. I am your father. She knew the line, but she did not know Vader said it. And like, it was such a like, oh, what? I knew that line, but I didn't know. And like, it was so cool to see that. I have no memory of not knowing that Luke and Darth were related it's just always been but it kills me that that line that is like the climax of the movie the bagpipes are going blood's like coming up out of his stomach they're pulling out all this stuff in his stomach and what's supposed to land for you you're just sitting there giggling
0: you're i didn't <laughs> giggle it was just more of a eh, you know it was a bit hokey like i said uh you're just like eh, okay like you know, I mean, I know you're gonna scream something, but just freedom, like, oh man, it was so good. It, it, was, it, was, it was like Ozzy Osbourne on the Osbourne <laughs> screaming out Sharon. You know, like that was the same to me. It, 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 you, you you could understand him the same, right? Sharon, you're like, right? It's oh
1: man, uh, that kills me because that's the that is the line. Like that's like seeing Sixth Sense and knowing that I see dead people in your eye. Yeah, all right, but. Um, maybe it's not that bad. I uh, I loved Braveheart. It killed me that you hadn't seen it. I'm sorry that you two of your assignments were three plus hour movies. Yeah. But I do have to. I'm gonna ask you. I think every time, I am a bit of a stickler for if we're watching an epic movie, yeah. I got to be in the living room with the the like lights low. I got to turn my surround sound up, and I got to get into the movie. Uh,
0: did you watch this on your your phone? I watched most of it on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> I actually want terrible. so I did watch a lot of it on the living room but just the nature of of my time now uh of wanting to spend time with my kids and yeah. my yeah. spouse uh you know my wife and I stay up late watching shows or movies and then uh you know I'll I'll stay up after she goes to bed for maybe maybe an hour um yeah. and it's just more comfortable to just lay in bed and be, that way whenever I'm tired I can go to bed I don't you know or turn my phone off and so that's just it I mean I get it yeah. There are certain there are yeah. certain movies that I want to watch on the you know the 4K TV with the yeah. lights down and stuff like that. Uh, you know the Lord of the Rings. I just can't believe you Blu-ray. watched it. But uh, what did you watch
1: it like standard definition on your iPhone in like no, four was by HD. three format? It was, it was, it was HD. <laughs>
0: no, no, I didn't um, have to take the VHS out and put the second one in. <laughs>
1: Dude,
0: but, that was uh, good times. Still have yeah. to do
1: that with Lord of the Rings.
0: Now, so Lord I will say thing. that's true. You do. I will say for the bits that i didn't care for um i'll go back to it again and say i actually really enjoyed it more than i ever did yeah i never wanted to see it to me because i was 10 when it came out
1: it always mm-hmm. felt like a
0: grown-up movie air quotes mm. um and so i never wanted to see it as i got more you know grown up and as i got older like it was just again something from that time period of like that's not my thing that's my parents kind of thing yeah yeah and uh i never wanted to give it a shot especially i think too because it is so long I was like, I don't want to commit to that on something that I'm not even sure about, Um, which is why I love the premise of this podcast is because I get to explore these movies um, that I normally wouldn't, Uh, but I did enjoy it. And it's been about what, three, four weeks, something since I've seen it, since I first assigned it. And uh, that's on me guys. I I would watch (laughs) it again. Um, It was, it was enjoyable. Like, I think, you know, like the, it was like I said it was a long movie but it was it was not a slow burn like it was a just a good Mm -hmm. story being told you know you're on this journey it's not just like you you know you're reading something over and over again it's just uh it just moves and uh, Mm -hmm. so I enjoyed it
1: let me ask you this speaking of like enjoying I'm thinking back of things that I so first of all I remember this was like I saw last of the Mohicans when I was like nine because my parents let me watch violence but not the Smurfs um figure that one out. So um, I saw last Mohicans, it was kind of violent. And then I remember seeing this and being like, whoa, that's a whole new, like dude gets his head smashed by a hammer. And like, it just pops like a tick. Like, I mean, it was mega violent for me. Now that's like the standard, but I remember that the, the, the battle scenes were so real that it felt tense and overwhelming, like, goodness, please just stop. How would you even fight? Um, so I loved, I loved that part of it. As a, as a, a young boy, I was all about that. I wanted to be a GI Joe guy. And so, um, uh, that was what most of it stuck with me was, was that feeling of like just epic battles. But let me, let me ask you this. Cause this just happened to happen with mine. Um, was, I pulled two quotes from the movie. I didn't expect to, but I it just so happened that I was like these two lines stuck with me. So I've like, did you have like a favorite line or a favorite like man this thing really what they said here again? You we didn't plan this. It just happened to be on mine that that happened. But did you have anything like that?
0: Uh, n- not quotes. Um, no, actually, no. I did. I can't remember the quote off the top of my head, but I loved uh, the, uh, the, the 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 post Malone guy who uh, claims <laughs> Ireland is his own, right? Like, yeah. he's like, Ireland is mine. Uh, yeah. But but I loved uh, this. I, I know well, the it's, line. It's, it's an underdog story. And so you always root for the underdog. And so not a, necessarily a quote, but a, a scene of, like, the tactics that they come up with in some of those battles oh, where yeah. they, like, outsmart the English, mm-hmm. uh, you know, by like flanking them behind, by making them think they're retreating and stuff like that, uh, you know, and having, uh, was it the guy's, underground and stuff
1: like it was yeah. um
0: that that, was, that stuff was cool um yeah so I, I i thought you were going to
1: pull that. the line cuz he talked to god like it was like somebody in the room where he's like big, an arrow goes through like william wallace's shield and he's like um god says he's pretty sure he can get me out of this but he's oh he says god says he can get me out of this but he's pretty sure you're effed. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such a like in the middle of a battle? What an insane person would say. So I'm glad you liked it, man. That that's encouraging yeah. to me. I was nervous because we we talked about we're not going to give away our opinions of these movies
0: exactly um, yeah, beforehand.
1: Yeah, yeah. We want to kind of surprise each other. So um, so now it's your turn.
0: Um, yeah. I gave shifting you
1: a major gear
0: <laughs> a major gear from a you know a, a very Oscar nominated <laughs> epic
1: to I, I think uh, won
0: the best picture Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. What did you think about this wonderful uh, example of late '70s Southern culture?
1: That's it, man. That 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 line right there is exactly what it was. It was such a mix of uh, Californians guessing what the South is like. Um, I wrote in, in a note that, like, if I watched this movie, if I lived in California, and I watched this movie, I would have thought the South is just full of fun adventure where there are no laws. It's the wild West. And I want to move there. I would have been like, this seems the South is just crazy. So um to give it away at the start, I liked this movie more than I thought. <laughs> I didn't, I was like, oh, Burt Reynolds with his stupid mustache and hat and, uh, you know, a Pontiac Trans Am and a big truck and driving Coors beer across the which i you know you mentioned to me and we i looked it up like that was a real law it was against the law to take cores from texas past oklahoma so it made sense uh but i somewhere in about 20 minutes in i realized this is like happy gilmore caddyshack blues brothers like that level of like silly it's just meant to be fun Don't take anything seriously. Um, Mm -hmm. Even, like, I wrote these down just because I love them. The people's names, like, Bert's name is Bandit. And, like, Mm -hmm. he didn't have a last name. And then Jerry Reed's name is Cletus, and he doesn't have a last name. (laughs) Sally Field's name is Carrie, with no last name. But Jackie Gleason, the sheriff, is Buford T. Justice. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, did a 10-year-old give these guys names like Bert, Gary, Steve, Jerry, Mr. Yeah, Justice?
0: But like, you know what? You got to think about the time that that came out, though. You know, um, I don't remember exactly the year, but it's a- 77. Uh, but Dukes of Hazard was big, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you could feel that influence. I I enjoyed Dukes of Hazzard growing up. Um, I mean, hopefully I'm not, not make... talking out
0: of my ass on that. When was Dukes of Hazzard?
1: I don't know. That's a good question because I All thought right. it was maybe after this, but maybe it Sef- was before. Seventy
0: nine, and you said when okay. it was uh...
1: seventy seven for Smokey, okay. so maybe so they maybe it's the sometimes. other way. But
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: I've got some stuff. I wrote some silly notes. Uh, it, it is just a caricature of the South and Southern people. Yes. Um, I, this is a weird thing. If you are listening, go look this up. Pedro Pascal, the star of The Mandalorian, he's the one under the mask. That guy looks exactly like Burt Reynolds. I mean, like to a freaky degree. You could put the two of them side by side and you it would blow your mind. So the whole time, More
0: than Norm Macdonald?
1: Yes. <laughs> No, that's one of my favorite characters he plays. But like the whole time, I was waiting for him to be like, "This is the way," like something <laughs> like that. But I was like, "Dude, looks just like Pedro Pascal." Um, I'm trying to think of some of my. I, of course, I love the the, uh, just like the. Uh, oh, this was, I said something about a frog in my throat. Uh, This isn't my favorite line, but there was just some stuff in this movie that you don't, like, should not be done anymore, and I'm glad, but, like, there was some sexism and there was some racism, like, quietly, subtly interjected. Like, uh, Burt Reynolds, within, like, an hour of meeting Sally Field, says, "Uh, I'm going to call you frog, and she says, why? And he says, you're hopping around like a frog, kind of cute like a frog. I'd like to jump you. And it's like, whoa, no, <laughs> no, sir, no, we do not talk to any people like that. Like it, but it. So, but those are the things like that. I, like, I knew a line when he, the Buford Justice says, uh, for some reason or the other, you sounded a lot taller on the radio, and he says it to the African American sheriff right after he says, like, what's this world coming to? Which is terrible. But, like, I knew that line, but I didn't know the context. So I got to have one of those moments to die laughing mm. and be like, that is not what he was going to say. Um, so there were some some interesting moments, to say the least, where you cringe now. And for good reason, we should cringe at those kind of moments. But just, you know, you forget that th- that's in movies where it's like, oh, They were being sexist. And I mean, one of the main, I don't know what, you can bleep things if we're not supposed to say this, but I'm quoting a movie. One of the ongoing jokes was every girl that like walked away, they'd go, nice ass. Like that. (laughs) and like That was like the joke. Like it wasn't meant to be harmful, but it's pretty harmful. So, um, oh, that was my line about Burt Reynolds. He says, I never take off my hat in the movie. And I was like, he is the Mandalorian. He doesn't take yeah. off his mask. But um, I, I do think I, I originally liked the song, you know, Eastbound and Down. Like when it started, I was like, they have a theme song for the movie. But on maybe the eighth playthrough of
0: that song in the movie.
1: <laughs> they have getting I
0: their was, money's worth on that.
1: I was like, this is so annoying. Please stop. But again, overall, I was shocked with how much I liked it and how much I laughed, like out loud laughing. Like I, I can't believe I'm laughing at it. And stupid lines when like the sheriff walks in, he's like, "I'm in a hurry. Give me a Diablo burger." And like, just the stupid. Like, what is he talking about? But um, I gave it like a seven out of ten. Uh, I think if I grew up with it, I'd get, you know, be an all time classic. But I watching it alone. I did talk to my brother in law about this movie. He's He's, uh, I say he's country. He's not Southern or, you know, a redneck or anything like that. But he is country, loves John Deere, country, good country guy. And me and him had so many laughs about this movie. And he couldn't believe I would never seen it. So um, my favorite line uh, in this movie, and it's a shockingly good line, uh, is um, when you tell somebody something, it depends on which part of the United States you're in as to just how dumb you are. And I was like, that is good. Like when you say something to somebody, it's going to like if you're on one side of the country, you might be considered smart or dumb. If you're on this side of the country, you could be smart or dumb. So even in all their uh, bad caricatures of the South, I think they did find something. They did know something about what was going on with the South. So, um, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was good. I was surprised. I thought I wouldn't like it. (laughs)
0: Yeah. It's just a fun, fun movie. I was, I was also shockingly surprised the first time I watched it. Uh, but yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, it's entertainment it's Hollywood. That's-
1: I was warned not to watch any more of them. I know there's a <laughs> two and a three and they were like, don't, don't watch that. It's terrible. Yeah.
0: So. I, I i wouldn't imagine. I mean, you can't <laughs> replicate that magic there. I mean, the sheriff is still chasing them, you know, the runaway bride. Yeah.
1: Uh, I, I, <laughs> oh, I wanted to have one more thing about it. Sally Field is so good in that movie. Like, Sally she Field is
0: good in everything,
1: just shows up out of nowhere. There's no backstory to her. And I mean, there's a small one that you learn later, but like, she is just instantly likable and you want to watch. And when she's in the scene, her and Burt Reynolds play off of each other so well. Um, and I think without her, the movie wouldn't have been near as fun. She adds a bit of fun to it. I mean, there is like the love scene where there's like a song that they're like playing to it's kind of annoying, but, um, anyways, I, I just want to give her a shout out. Cause I thought I was surprised with how good she was. So, so that's my Smokey and the Bandit nice. review ish.
0: So now let's move on to a, a, a segment we're going to try out and move away from our, our, uh, our, our, homework assignments. Um, take a break from the movies, uh, that, you know, we've been, we've been discussing that, you know, we ones we should have watched. Let's just do briefly talk about what you know. What what have you been watching lately? You know, movies, shows, uh, YouTube videos, funny cats. (laughs) uh, So uh,
1: I'll I'll go real quick because I don't I don't and like I am guessing this we should probably do this kind of short. I did see Jungle Cruise with the Rock. We'll get into this at at some point if you people don't already know. I'm a huge Disney fan. I love pretty much everything they do to a fault. Um, and the rock in that was great. The jungle cruise is great. It was fun. There's a lot of pirates of the Caribbean, but him as the skipper was hilarious. Um, I like everyone else needed, need a pick me up to feel good about life and not so bummed out because of all the bad stuff that happens in life. So of course I've been watching Ted Lasso really, really love that. But the, the crown, I would say that I've stumbled onto, in in recent watches is a show on hbo limited series show called white lotus um and it's it's like a dramedy it's a dark comedy and it like i don't even know how to explain it it's just a wacky cast of characters who go to this hawaiian island um i'm not spoiling anything because you learn this in the first 10 seconds in which you watch the final kind of scene in the first 10 seconds and someone dies right and so it's almost a murder mystery almost a comedy almost a drama but uh really really good stuff i don't want to give too much away but you it leaves you guessing the whole time you're trying to figure this thing out but all the cast of characters are done so well down to like the super annoying teenagers that are like general Zers that know everything that you are like oh my gosh shut up But um, White Lois, if you can check that out, HBO Max, great show. All right. So, yeah. What what have you been watching, Stephen?
0: So I took a break uh, from some movies on my own just because I hadn't really watched any shows um, in a year since going down this journey myself Um, around the time that the newest season of Walking Dead was on uh, Netflix because I don't have cable, so I can't watch it live. Um, So I caught up with that. Uh, and that was really enjoyable. Kind of just a, especially you know when I'm watching on my phone, 45 minutes you know a night, or if I have to watch while I'm putting my son down, or wake up at three o'clock in the morning, you know, to feed him a bottle or whatever. Um, a couple of other things. because uh, we we watch a lot of stuff. So I've I've really gotten into, and I have watched it on my own now. Bluey, the uh, kit, the cartoon. <laughs> Uh, which it's is really my, adorable it is it's it is so one cute. of my favorite shows of all time uh <laughs> like I, I i got into it with my son uh at the beach um because they had disney channel and then we started watching again and my daughter loves it i love it it's i want to be more like the parents i think they're great examples of, of parenting <laughs> uh i learned lessons about myself from the show um but then, yeah, my wife and I, yeah, we got into Ted Lasso. she said, "You know, everyone is talking about this show. I want to watch it. Um, I didn't want to watch it because everyone was talking about it. I didn't want to like it, yeah uh,
1: yeah,
0: and I hated I hated the fact that I loved it so much uh, we we yeah. caught up to, we finished it this first season and then caught up to it last week, uh, so and then we we felt the void of what do you do now?" Um, so naturally, we started watching over again.
1: <laughs> so, so I think Ted Lasso is the, like, ringing of the bell uh, that, uh, you know, that like, the bell has been rung, you can't unring it. That idea, like, that you saw with Breaking Bad, with which was the anti-hero, right? These shows that are, we don't want to know about the superhero, we want to know about the villain. And I feel like Ted Lasso is, like, this call out to the world of media to be, like, people want some positivity. Like quit making him feel so freaking depressed, yeah. and so uh, I actually I love that you you know first season is just nothing but a happy everything. He's the most positive guy in the world, but I love that there's you know there's a deeper layer there. He's not there's perfect to it. Yeah, he he's got, and especially the second season, you see he can't do all this on his own and you just see the heartbreak of him not being with his family. And so like, it really, I've just enjoyed it. Um, The most recent one, the romantic comedy spoof was hilarious and like a classic, but um, yeah, I will, the one last show I wanted to throw out and I don't even know if I should uh, because I, I church folks will get, get mad at me maybe, but it's, I do not recommend this to anyone. Unless you're very mature and can handle ridiculousness. But Dave on FX, uh, it's about Little Dicky, the rapper. And if you know him, you know him. If you don't, you don't. It is insane. And I'll leave it at that. Don't watch it. And don't say Ethan recommended it to anyone.
0: But I love it. That's the first thing I'm going to say when I meet someone new. Hey, have you seen the show? (laughs) Ethan right over there recommended this to me.
1: Uh, you should watch it. And just, just so you'll text me and be like, dude, what are you watching? I mean, it's FX, so it's not like, you know, completely yeah, have, awful HBO kind of thing, but... They it's, have the uh, movies. Yeah, they they do. Is that still their thing? Probably. I don't
0: think so. No, <laughs> so, well, cool, cool, cool. okay, well, now we're kind of caught up on what we're doing. Now let's get back to the, uh, you know... Yeah, the here we go. Show.
1: Uh, this is our united... Hey, we should have watched that movie um The Godfather I think if you're gonna start this off you gotta start with a super classic and this is uh, you know uh, you talk about my parents movie like every every uncle I know loved this movie when it came out you know and they quoted it and even uh, Tom Hanks's character in you've got mail talks about the Godfather the whole time and quotes it the whole time like it's a big deal so, uh, Yeah. The Godfather. I, I don't know how, you know, with the other ones, it's your turn. It's my turn. I think we can just kind of play off of each other. Um, but how about first impression? Like, you know, you know, what, what
0: was your first impression overall? Um, my first impression. And I, it's funny. (laughs) I actually, I was texting you, uh, while I was watching this and then I got to a point where I said, you know, I think we should keep this separate we should make this a surprise of how we felt about these movies yeah Uh, that being said this is another epic uh three hour movie uh (laughs) it is it is very well crafted into a three act film Mm -hmm. uh i absolutely despised the first third of the movie uh (laughs) it was a very slow burn uh the entire movie was the first third though just very slow uh it was it was boring to me a lot of dialogue not you know not even a lot of setting up just random like you just like you don't really you very slowly meet these people you're just thrown into this world and you're just kind of like going about their daily lives um i'm sure it was groundbreaking at the time but it's been copied and and parodied so much Mm -hmm. um you know that a lot of the quotes were not a surprise to me um let
1: me let me hang on because I want to jump in. I think we have the same take on the the first third. So I want to jump in and say this. Yeah. I, I do agree. The first note I have says seems really slow, but the, uh, so part of my job that I do is videography for a company. Um, and so I, I know the world of video a little bit more than the average person, but I would not say I'm a a film or a director or director of photography of any sort, but I look for those things. And like the first shot is actually a single shot, no camera break. That's like three and a half minutes long. Um, I think that's the very first shot. If not, it's very close to the start. And I actually felt like they, they're doing several things in the first act that leave you kind of guessing who's this girl marrying? Who's this guy? Why is that war hero looking so depressed? But what they are really doing and what I caught on to was they are establishing the supremacy and strength of this family, that these guys are the guys. The godfather isn't even down there while the party's going off because he is the godfather and he has business to attend to. So um, it was super slow. But what, what the big thing for me with the first act, and you see again in the second act, was Marlon Brando's performance. I knew Pacino was yeah. in it. I knew Brando was in it. But dude was, he was 42, I believe, or 43 when he played this role, looking like a 60-something-year-old. They gave him a lot of makeup to look like. But that guy, that was unreal acting. He was so, so good. And we'll, we'll get more into that. So I didn't mean to step on your toes too no, much. No, no. Um it It's hard to follow. The first act, it was like, what is going on? Why, why is this happening? But again, I think that goes back to what we talked about earlier. They, uh, they want to set a tone for who this family is, but also they expect, uh, you know, like I, I don't have anything against Marvel. So don't hear me as like a Martin Scorsese kind of attitude. I love Marvel. And I watch all those movies, (laughs) but like, I, I think there was something to the expectation directors and filmmakers had at that time to go, you're going to have to keep up. You're going to have to pay attention. Don't get on your phone. Don't get, yeah. don't check your yeah. email. This is why you're here and you better stick with this and watch. And so there was Smokey and the Bandit even did that. with me. I looked at my phone, I looked up and I was like, I don't know what's going on. I mean, obviously they're being chased by cops, but like, I don't know why. So like, but this movie to me really pulled for, pulled made you pay attention, made you really see what was coming.
0: So, so this movie uh, this was one and I'm gonna go forward and backwards here this was <laughs> one for me that when I got done with it I was thankful to be done with it um, <laughs> I didn't really care for it there were parts I to me it got better second act third act um it was it was better but I'm, I'm glad we didn't record one week after our, hmm. our last episode because I needed a I needed time for this to to, to marinate a little bit um and and as i i didn't go to wikipedia to read about it i didn't read any write-ups whatever i just let it sit with me and the mm-hmm. more i started thinking about it the more depth it it revealed itself uh to me and and it was the more i started to appreciate it, then i started to like it because then i come back to this and i've got notes on the second act here about pieces that i thought were odd or unnecessary that didn't need to make it a, you know you know three hours however the point i want to cover is is that i realize and i'm sure this is i mean this is no revelation because it's you know 40 something almost 50 year old movie um the godfather is not marlon brando it is not don vito corleone it is Mm -hmm. michael the entire movie is michael's story you know it's he's not a part of the family business but is slowly forced and pushed into it by circumstances like his father's attempted murder his brother's murder his first wife's murder the conspiracy on his own life you know Mm -hmm. he it's like you start to notice that he knew who he would become if he was part of that life because he was not just so much like his father but he was more yeah and so then at the very end that's when you meet the godfather you know Mm -hmm. when when he takes over that position and and his his crew whatever call him godfather and kiss the ring you know like yeah. it's when i realized that because my that's when when you think godfather you you, you picture brando mm-hmm. right he's the godfather he's, he's, on, he's on the cover the, he's on the post yeah exactly but he's that's he's not in he's a, he's a yeah. minor character he's not the starring role it's michael i
1: i couldn't agree with you more but I will say his performance was the best best performance in
0: the movie. <laughs> so it, it was. Good. I mean, it it was really good. Um,
1: it, what bums me out as I get older, I'm 38, was to learn that Al Pacino was 32 when he did this movie. I was like, oh my gosh, Al Pacino is such an old man, and now he's young. Um, but it that was the story, this rise. I mean, it is Breaking Bad, right? It is yeah. the rise of this villain, and you you get you you do start to see those subtle signs of he's more than his dad he he could handle this business he's not as wild and you know fly off the handle as his brother who was going to be taking over he was more in control he was smarter and he was more capable um and he, he was calculating vicious. yeah
0: yeah he, he was cold and, like, and calculating which is you know his dad was smart his brother was vicious uh you know sunny uh but he he has all the qualities of everybody which makes him more dangerous i've i've, I've heard yeah. people actually talk about the godfather 2 being really great part of me wants to see it, even though it's not necessarily anything I would have put on this list, but part of me wants to see it just because I want to see the evolution of that character. But, but when you think about that, he is everything. And like, how much worse is he going to be than anyone else in his family Mm -hmm. could have been in that position. Um, And these are things that just, that, that took a while. They took days to just kind of come to me. And I was like, Oh man, like, you know what? Actually, that was a pretty good movie. Like, so I felt like I enjoyed it more in the moment. It
1: was slow. I watched it in two parts. So half one day and half another day. So that kind of helped me not feel like it was so slow. But by the by the second act buildup, I was I was in. I was like, no, no, no. I want to see what happens. When he pulls the gun and shoots those two guys in the head, including the cop in the restaurant, I was like, Oh, this guy's cold. He he is, you know, it just he knew what he was capable of because he was in the war. And now he's like, all right. I'm I'm going in both feet, and I'm jumping into this life. Um, I'm gonna just keep harping on Marlon Brando. Not like I'm the first person, but um, we talked. To, I talked earlier about lines losing their their thrill. So leave the gun, take the cannoli. Which Guy was improvised, by the way. Uh, was it? It was.
0: <laughs> That's-, That's so. I, I I did go back and look at that, that that actor. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. his his wife in the movie was his wife in real life. And so, uh, you know, before he runs off on his errand, she asked him to get a cannoli. And so he improvised that line. It was supposed to just be, leave the gun. He added the rest.
1: Yeah. It was great. Like, but that, that's what I like. They say sleeps with the fishes, like literally sending two fish. And then they say, and I'm giggling, but then, then the line that caught me off guard, uh, was Marlon Brando, his son, who's going to take over the throne is destroyed at this, like a, I guess no traffic existed at that time in history because there was no cars coming onto the bridge. Gets like into an ambush, shot up. It, may, it looked like he got shot 85 times. Like it just kept going. And Brando's looking at his son and like lets out the line that is famous, look how they massacred my boy. And I've always heard that line. And I'm like, look how they massacred my boy. And I'm like, I make fun of it. But when he delivered it, I was like, oh, it was his son.
0: Yeah. And like,
1: he's, he is hurt and he is broken. And man, like that line, that was my, you know, Luke, I am your father moment to be like, oh my gosh, like now that makes sense. And that actually is a very powerful line. But I, I said this in some of my notes, like everything in this movie builds upon itself. Everything yeah. is building. It's a building block on a building block. And Francis Ford Coppola knew he had to have known what was going on. It had to be that they knew they were making a classic because if it, if, if it wasn't a classic, it would have, it would be like regarded as a really dumb, cheesy, awful movie. Never made a second, never made a third, but it, it just had a pedigree about it. Like, okay, excuse me, we're, we're going to make a really good movie. And like, this is this this like pre Star Wars right for these movies so sci-fi and stuff wasn't there but he creates the mafia genre with this movie and like everybody else is ripping it off yeah. and I've heard Goodfellas is really good but it's way super violent and like every mafia story that's being told the Sopranos on HBO it's just a rip off of this in some way shape or form so I I was a bit shocked that I liked it uh, I, I'm not a mafia fan. Those movies are cheesy to me. This was cheesy, but it was allowed to be, cause it's like the first big one that did it right. Um, so was
0: it was impressed. cheesy because it was early seventies, you know, like that's Yeah. Yeah. That's just what it was. It wasn't cheesy because it was bad writing. That was just the culture and that was the way movies were made and the way they talked, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, one thing that, so you always, you keep bringing quotes back, you know, I didn't write any of the quotes back. I, I keep seeing, I'm more of a visual learner, so I, I go back to the, yeah to the certain scenes that stuck out. But One thing I did like, because there are so many parts of the movie and quotes that have been referenced in pop culture or parodied, you know, throughout different movies and shows um, is, is, which I didn't realize was so early on, the horse head. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, you, you've seen <laughs> it, it happen quick. It, I was yeah, it not, happened quick I was but like, just, you you know about it i mean you know you, you know okay to send a message they they have this the dude wakes up bloodied and there's a horse and you know head in his bed <laughs> but like that was it that was the only context i'd ever had because of uh you know i got it secondhand hand, whatever through these different references and so it was just a small thing to me but to see it in context of like who they were sending the message to and that it was his favorite horse because he had the horse i was like oh $600,000 horse. I, I thought it was like, I was like, is it just, I never, I was like, is it just, yeah, like I thought it was just like a horse head. And like that was a way yeah. to send a message. But I was like, no, no, no. Okay. It's his horse. Like his, his, his uh, okay. I will that say makes this. makes a lot though. more sense.
1: How did that guy not wake up? Like if I'm covered in blood, I would have like, what the heck? I'm, why am I wet? Like, but anyways, um I do have a, my favorite quote. It's not a famous quote. It, I mean, it's pretty famous, but it's not the, Godfather quote that you hear. It's when uh, Martin Brando's character says, "A man who doesn't spend time with his family can never be a real man," um, which is just a killer line to just be uh, in a in a time where men are tough and tough guys. It was like these people valued family, and that was huge to them. And you can be as tough as you want, you shoot people, put horses head in, but if you're not spending time with your family, you're not a real man. And I was yeah. like, dang, they, these guys like that's pretty impressive. So. Um, I, I really loved it. I, I, I was with you, watched it, liked it, kind of kept going back to it in my head, kept kind of thinking about Brando's performance. And we'll probably, if we don't do it on the show, we'll watch part two just for my own curiosity. So um, I'm actually looking forward to our next part where we give homework assignments because, oh, go ahead, go ahead.
0: Before we jump into that, I actually, no, not about the movie. I actually just thought of another, uh, another something, little segment I want to throw out there of, um, and this isn't in the notes uh, or the outline for the show. (laughs) So I'm going to catch you off guard here. But um, are there any movies you've seen in the last year that are newish movies, one, two, Mm -hmm. maybe three years old, that you you think are, like how people will say it's an instant classic? Are there any that you've seen that are new? That would fit into our premise of like in ten years from now, you're going to be like, "I can't believe you didn't see this, yeah
1: it it's I got one right off the it's the last movie I actually saw in theaters right before Covid hit, and I got lucky because they brought this back for IMAX just for a weekend, and I happened to see it. It was Parasite, and that movie I've not seen it blew me away and like. There's no genre for it. I don't know how to define that movie. I don't know how to explain that movie. It's just one you need to watch. And I actually think it will be a classic where people are like, this is filmmaking. This is how you do it. And like not, oh, they went back to the classic style of filmmaking. There was just something about it that is, you know, it's not a drama. It's not a comedy. It's all of these things wrapped up into one. Um, But Parasite is so, so good. And it's one hundred percent subtitles in Korean. So, uh, but the lines are delivered where you can. The actors deliver lines so well while you're reading, you feel like you're reading it the way they do. But um, nice curveball. That's that. But Parasite is just phenomenal. But excellent. You said you haven't seen it, and I'm gonna make you see it at some point. So
0: at some point, yeah, it's on my list. (laughs) Which uh, you, know, sp- you know, this would be a good segue into the next assignments. Before prior to hitting the record button, uh, Ethan was looking at my list of, uh, of movies, and I think <laughs> you were you were rather shocked at the ones that are on there. Do you want to sp- spit off some of the ones that um you just maybe oh, couldn't man. believe? That-
1: <laughs> hang on, hang on! I just closed it out a second ago. Give me two seconds to to get it back open. I like I've got movies that I'm like you know, Citizen Kane or Butch Cassidy, things we talked about in the first episode that I'm like, yeah, I was a little too young. But like, these are movies that are recent. So you said Parasite, Us, Django Unchained, Joker, There
0: Will Be Blood,
1: Mad Max, which I don't know if that includes the most recent one.
0: No, I Um, have seen the most recent one. Okay. It's just the original. Which is
1: weird that you haven't seen any of the older ones. Rocky, Kill Bill 1 and 2, Blazing Saddles. I mean, some of these I'm like, what's wrong with you? you haven't watched any movies. So, um, but I, I've, I've got to work on my list to prove there are movies that I skipped. Um, but some of those are classic. There will be blood is just, Ooh, it's a good one. We'll get to that. Maybe, maybe not in an episode. I might just tell you to watch it just for fun. But, um, yeah, I was, I was a little caught off guard with the, uh, the level you've had of, of this, but,
0: you know, there's there's one on our list. So I I created uh, a Google Sheets uh, spreadsheet here with, you know, my movies in one column, Ethan's movies in another, and then I, I ripped off a, a formula off of uh, Stack Overflow to uh, to find the difference of that and ones that are that are or the the, the similarities, the ones that both are, appear in both lists automatically yeah. show in the next next column. So there's one that shows up here that I felt a little maybe ashamed that I haven't seen. That I'm actually surprised that you haven't seen. And it's uh, The the Thing.
1: Yeah. So I've got a friend who if he ever hears this podcast will get like super mad at me. Because he loves The Thing. He loves Kurt Russell. And we had, uh, I was over at his house for dinner. This is like 10 years ago. And we talked about The Thing all night. And I was talking about it like I had seen it. When i got home i was like i don't think i've seen that movie
0: <laughs> i've seen <laughs> i've seen the first 15 20 minutes and that's it because like i think I, I started watching it on uh when i had cable or movie channels and then something came up and i had to turn it and it just never came back to it
1: i i i so again some of these movies are due to a conservative upbringing it mm-hmm. just was too violent or too scary or too like oh you you aren't allowed to watch things with ghosts in it like that kind of thing, not Ghostbusters. I saw that, but like there was just some weird rules that I like. I, I always say this all the time. Like I couldn't watch Smurfs, but I could listen to Jimi Hendrix and Led Zeppelin. Like those were fine to do. And so like my conservative upbringing was very scatterbrained at best. But um, yeah, the thing that I, that's an interesting one to me. Um, I, I've I've got one that I just because we saw these longer epics and you had that as your list that I was thinking for both of us. And that's the graduate. I think that looks fun. I think it looks funny. It's kind of a classic, but if you want to go the thing together, I'm all, I'm all for it.
0: The graduate would be good, but I'm kind of, uh, you know, I think I've watched some of those older movies recently. So I'm kind of leaning into something more little ladies there. So I would, I would vote the thing. Would be honest. Yeah, let's do the thing.
1: Okay, all right. So that's our together movie. I am pumped uh, to give you your assignment. Oh my gosh, hang on, this is embarrassing. I've uh-uh. written it down, and now I can't find where I wrote it down. I think. Oh, I think I put it. Okay, I found it. I found it. Um, all right. I'm gonna give you yours first, only because it. Sh- you should be shamed, like taken to social media and shamed for not seeing. This movie—it's uh, okay. not old, it ain't new, but it's not old, and it's just a flat-out rock star of a movie that you should have seen this time at this point, and that is *Goodwill Hunting*. Oh. Matt Damon and Robin Williams. No, look. First of all, <laughs> if you have any love for Rob Robin Williams, you will love this movie. You will go, okay. "Oh my gosh, uh, this is so good!" I was wrong. It's amazing. Okay. Matt Damon's good in it um but robin williams steals the show there's there, i can't i just want to talk about it with you so i don't even care if you like it i just want to have some conversations okay. but that's yours i'm giving you that one
0: okay so i've got I've, i was just looking at your list which you need to beef up a little bit by the way <laughs> um but i am going to give you you know i'm consider. i was considering goodfellas to kind of keep with the theme of uh, uh. Of, of, of the <laughs> night uh but that would, you know, that would be one good way to tie in episode zero to episode one, you know, kind of stuff like that, or episode one to two, excuse me. Yeah. Um, but I have a different way to do that. Okay. Uh, I gave you Smokey and the Bandit last time, which is kind of a goofy, you know, goofball comedy. So this week, we're going to go with Caddyshack. It's your assignment.
1: <laughs> so Caddyshack is a shame for me. because It is a shame. It's another, it's I mean, another I haven't seen where... it in
0: 25 years, but...
1: It's another one where I'm like, I've seen fifteen minutes of it in total, but I've never I had never sat down start to finish watching that. Yet. So I don't think I'll be shocked by any of the story, because I don't think there's much of a story in it. But I'm excited because I, I got no problem watching comedy. So um, maybe next time I'll give you a comedy to give you a break. But Goodwill hunting, I saw that on your list and I was like, Do you just you, you it it behooves you to see it? I remember my mom telling me i needed to watch it and they say the f word about 800 times in this movie and my mom was like i don't care you should watch it it's so good you need to watch it
0: but um all right i don't think i'm gonna be able to watch that movie and not think about the family guy uh reference to that movie do you know what i'm talking about off the top of your head it's 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 like young uh, I think even college age, whatever. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Matt Damon like at his typewriter or whatever, and he's like finished. Oh, yeah. And Ben Affleck "Hey, yeah, uh, can you put my name on that?" <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that. That you kind of get that
1: vibe. Like so, even Ben Affleck's character is like in the background, <laughs> like smoking. And you're like, what does he do? And he's like, he just yells at people. And I think he punches people at times. But um, no, I think it'll surprise you. I really, really do. Caddyshack won't surprise me. I know. I know. I should have seen it. Just haven't. Um, I'm excited about the thing. That sounds fun to me. Yes. Just just uh, I feel like our assignments are a little bit lighter than before like not not these heavy heavy epic movies i mean i had Smokey and the bandits
0: so i can't complain but um well i, I didn't know our, uh when we were going to record again so i made sure to watch <laughs> two epics in, in within seven days of each other just in case we recorded one week later uh, <laughs> i was like i gotta i gotta get this done i gotta get this done yeah
1: yeah so i will uh i'll be on it with my my assignments i think uh again, school season started, life is returning to a bit of a rhythm. Uh long story short, I won't go into it, but my family life, things have been crazy hectic with my extended family. Um so I think all that has calmed down and things are a little bit easier. So I'm looking forward to getting back and watching Caddyshack and the Thing, man. I'm yeah. pumped. And for you to see Goodwill Hunting, you will you will be happier, you will be a better man because you've seen this. Movie. Well, I um
0: <laughs> I just started uh, a movie tonight that I have to finish first I started uh Denzel Washington's uh Deja Vu uh Deja. oh yeah that, yeah it has so, been a while since I've seen that pretty good um, so so far so good but uh so i that he... yeah exactly like I didn't I'm need to read the synopsis his... I was like Denzel I've never seen it it's 2000s Fine, sign me up uh I'm and glad, so uh, when I'm done with I'm that glad I'll, Denzel...
1: I'll... Oh,
0: go ahead when I'm done with that I'll, I'll head into uh my my homework so
1: so I'm glad uh, Denzel Washington had a son, John David Washington, who is basically just a clone of Denzel Washington. <laughs> so we can have more Denzel Washington in life. So he's got a movie on uh, Netflix brand new that I'm going to watch. And I'm like, I don't even care. It's just him. He can be in anything. So just like Danielle, but dude, I'm i uh, I'm excited. I'm glad to get Damn. back in the swing of things. And uh, to, to be talking movies, is it's one of my favorite things in the world to do. So Thank you for letting me have a place to do it, and for giving me these silly movies to watch: Caddyshack, The Thing, Goodwill Hunting. It should be good.
0: My pleasure. Do you want to lead <laughs> us out with, uh, or close us out with the uh, our, our catchphrase?
1: Um, if I remembered it, I sure would, but I don't. Remember.
0: <laughs> okay, so then insert catchphrase clip from episode zero here.
1: And as we always say, an overweight alcoholic can do anything.
0: There you go. Good night, everyone.
1: Good night. (laughs)